0: Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize.
1: Defense wants championships.
2: Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do.
1: Thank you for listening to
2: the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitney, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza.
1: Thank you for listening to another edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley. And tonight we'll be reviewing the NFC North's offseason moves. But first, our guest tonight is a 49ers content creator, Jay in the Bay. Thank you so much for joining us, man. How you doing?
3: Doing pretty good. I gotta say faithful. My nerd <laughs> empire. whoops. Good. So good <laughs> it is. It's your boy Jay in the Bay, and it's a pleasure to be on the East West Football Network. Man, thanks for having me on. How are you guys doing, man? Thanks for you're having good, me man. on, man. Appreciate it,
1: your time.
0: It's awesome, Jay. That's hey for those that want to know, man. You go visit his YouTube page, and that's that's how he greets you, man. Faithful Absolutely. if you're faithful, you're gonna go subscribe, like, and turn on all notifications, right? Absolutely. All right,
1: Jay, let's get right into it. So obviously, uh, not the not the way the Niners wanted to end it last season, right? Losing the NFC Championship game against the eventual Super Bowl champ Los Angeles Rams. So I just want to get your thoughts on the season last year and then what you thought about the offseason.
3: Man, I thought it was a roller coaster type season. Uh, you know, there was a patch where we I believe we were about three and five or three and six at, at one point in the season. And uh the season was not going well, obviously. Uh, But Kyle Shanahan kept the team together. I think we had an incredible run to get into the postseason, you know, beating Jerry's Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. oh. beating, beating the Packers in Lambeau Field. Uh, But unfortunately, we couldn't seal the deal against the Rams. So I think overall, it was a, it was a pretty good season. Uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan does not have that many winning seasons under, you know, with the 49ers, let's be real. That was only his second winning season out of five years. So I think it was a, a very good season. I think expectations are high this uh, this season, especially with number five under center.
1: So, Jay, obviously the biggest offseason storyline has been the quarterback situation for the Niners. Uh, obviously, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo. He was pretty much fighting injuries all year last season. Uh, but you guys did tra- a draft Trey Lance out of North Dakota, North Dakota State. Pretty high in the draft last year. So, you know, now it's, you know, Everything that I've been hearing is kind of like they want Trey Lance to be the starter moving forward, but there's only one issue. Jim McGrath will still on this roster. They were going to try to trade him, but uh, shoulder surgery obviously
3: wiped that out. So I just want to get your thoughts on the whole quarterback situation. Yeah, I mean, you said it. The shoulder surgery, you couldn't have a worse timing to have a shoulder surgery in the offseason. You know, Jimmy G has had a pretty good track record. He's always been a professional uh, he's been uh, he's shown good leadership at times with the 49ers. I would hate to think he would try to stick it to the 49ers right before he heads out the door with the timing of that surgery. But he's, he was hurt and he needed to get the sh- uh, shoulder surgery. Unfortunately, that that drastically affected his uh, trade market ability, because who wants to trade and got to say what's good to Livy's World? She's a um, uh, subscriber on my YouTube channel. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for tuning in Livy's World. But, um, you know, that that shoulder surgery was Worse, you couldn't have a worse timing than have it in the offseason. Who wants to trade for a quarterback who can't even throw the ball? I believe he's been throwing for like the last two weeks, but let's be real. He's going to ramp it up, um, and who knows if he would even be really healthy for week one of the regular season. Uh But, you know, number 10, he's still on the roster, and it's only because of his money, right? Uh You know, he he's got a, a pretty impeccable record when you look at it. Like, yeah. quarterbacks would die to have Jimmy G's record. 36, I believe mean, he has 36 games, won 14 losses, been in two NFC Championship games, one Super Bowl. I know he wasn't, you know, Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball all over the field, but he, he was definitely a huge part in getting us to, you know, that, that playoff success. So I think if he was healthy going into this offseason, I think he would have been, you know, a player that, A lot of teams would have been or not a lot, but let's say three or four teams would have been interested in. Um, But uh, at this point in the season, it's looking like Jimmy G, I think he's going to eventually get released uh, because everyone knows you got to get rid of him. Right. So uh, I won't be surprised if Jimmy G gets cut, uh, you know, before training camp, training camp, is July 26. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets cut before then. Are you confident that Trey Lance will be able to get the job done? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's a reason why we traded up to get him uh, pick number three overall. Um, You know, he showed great things um, at North Dakota State. And I think the the element that he'll bring to this offense is he'll be able to throw the ball deep. And that's something that Jimmy G didn't really do. Whether it was Shanahan didn't trust him, Jimmy G, you know, he doesn't like to get hit. You know, whether Jimmy G didn't want to, uh, you know, wait four to five seconds in the pocket. um, There are a lot of reasons why Jimmy G didn't throw the ball deep. And with Trey Lance under center, I think defenses will have to cover the entire length of the field. Um, they won't, when, when Jimmy G was under center, you know, they, the defenders used to cover, hey, from the line of scrimmage to about 10 yards. And that's all Jimmy G would throw, right? That's all he would throw. But with Trey Lance in there, we saw it in preseason last year. Um, he's going to throw the ball deep. He's not afraid to stretch the field. And our wide receivers, you know, you might have heard of them, Debo Samuel, Brandon Iu, you know, Jawan Jennings, George Kittle. Uh, they're, they're going to uh, definitely benefit from Trey Lance being able to throw the ball deep. Um, and that's something that, and of course, his versatility with his legs, he can run the ball as well. So um, we're definitely looking forward to Trey Lance. And obviously we're we're still going to lean heavily on the running game. Cause that's what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. Uh, but I think, um, you know, with the talent on both sides of the ball for this 49ers team, uh, we're going to be competing with the Rams uh, for the NFC West division. There's no, no mistake about it.
1: Speaking of Debo Samuel, what's going on with the whole situation? I mean, earlier in the offseason, it was like, hey, he wants out. He doesn't want to be there anymore. And then, you know, a couple months ago, no, he's fine. He's going to stay. And then, report came out last week that I saw his situation remains the same. He still does not want to be on the Niners roster. So, what's the
3: latest on the Debo Samuel situation? First, I got to say, what's good to Blue Truth? Thanks for tuning into the stream tonight on the East West football network. Appreciate your support. We do, but okay. uh, the situation hasn't really changed with Debo. I think Debo got bad advice from his agent and, you know, De- uh, Debo Samuel's agent is also the same agent of, I think, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, and also AJ Brown, I believe. So, uh, you know, they're all going through their own contract negotiations this off season. And I think his agent told him, Hey, you know, let, let's make a fuss. You know, there's a saying that the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil and that's what Debo did this offseason. You know, um, I'm sure there were a lot of fans that were turned off by Debo's antics, especially, you know, d- deleting all your 49er stuff on social media. Like, who does that? But I guess that's what the new kids do that's today. That's a trend. Yeah. I, I, I guess so. I mean, Kyler Murray did it as well yeah, for the yeah. Cardinals. Um, I, I hear they're working on a contract extension with him. But, uh, you know, the situation hasn't really changed. We can't really sign Debo to a, a long-term extension. And I think he's definitely due for, it. you know, he had an all pro season this year. Um, he has battled some injuries with the 49ers, but uh, let's be real. Debo has no leverage. Um, he's not going to sit out this season. He'll lose an a crude year uh, as a player and he'll be back in the same situation next year. Uh, Debo is scheduled to earn the most out of his rookie contract. I think it's uh, like 4.6 million, something like that. Uh, but I, I expected a Debo statement contract extension to get done soon uh, as Jimmy G is cut. Um, and also the 49ers have really signed their big name free agents, Fred Warner, uh, George Kittle. It's really happened in August. Like for some reason, Niners love to do it during that time. Um, but um, I think Debo will be a, 40, a 49er for years to come. There's no way in hell the 49ers are trading him. Um, and just because a player, you know, asks to be traded, it doesn't mean you have to capitulate to his demands. I mean, this, this is a business like this. It makes no sense for the 49ers to trade their best player. It makes no sense whatsoever. So Um, I think Debo, I I don't blame him for saying, hey, I don't want to be here if they don't want to pay me what I'm worth. I don't blame him for that. But I think once the contract is signed, uh, Debo will be all smiles. All right, Jay. Thank you.
2: Hey, Jay, what's going on with you? Appreciate you joining us tonight. Hey,
3: absolutely. Thanks for having
2: me. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I want to piggyback on what you said to Fidel um, about the running backs in the first segment. What do you you think about um, Elijah Mantle, his first – what he his performance last year. I think he was. I mean, he came out of nowhere, played
3: pretty good at running back. Yeah, I mean, Elijah Mitchell, I mean, he was a seventh round pick of the 49ers. Um, and he turned out to be the best running back on this team. Uh Raheem Moster was here last year, but he got hurt the first game of the season. And we did not anticipate that Elijah Mitchell would have such a, a pivotal role in this offense. But that's what happens when when you have injuries. But Elijah Mitchell, the only knock on him was that he only played 11 games. You know, he was he was very injury-prone, um, but that's why we, we kind of bulked up the running game this offseason by getting uh, Ty Davis-Price out of LSU. In the, I think that was the third round, um, but I, I like the one-two punch. I mean, we got like five or six running backs, um, and the running back room is always going to be a lot of competition, especially with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I mean, you guys have seen his, his dad. I mean, they had success with no-name running backs, you know, Mike Anderson. Uh, what Portis was probably the, the most recognized running back, but there was other guys – Uh, I said Mike Anderson, Tatum Bell. um, There's a whole list of guys in Denver that have been successful under this, you know, this zone scheme running game. Um, And I think we'll have continued success with that, with uh, the other running backs we have. We drafted Trey Sermon as well. um, And two years ago, he didn't really do much last year. He was injured um, and he's he's coming back refreshed and he's ready to contribute. So, you know, there's going to be at least, you know, four to five running backs deep. Uh, in this running back room and it's going to be very very competitive.
2: What is what is what, what can Brendan Ayuk be at his peak? If he's at his best, what, what how do you think he can be at his peak? At we his seen, we've seen we've seen him in different spirits at times. We've seen
3: glimpses of it, but what, what do you think he, a peak Brendan Ayuk looks like? A, print, a, a, a peak Brendan Ayuk I, I don't think he'll be a number one wide receiver on this team with Debo Samuel. Um but I think he could be a great number 2 option. Um, I could easily see, you know, maybe eight touchdowns, uh, 60 catches. He, he can get over a 1,000 receiving yards. But Jimmy G and IU they didn't really have <laughs> a good rapport. You know, IU didn't really like – he wasn't really feeling Jimmy G. Um, but I think the rapport between Trey Lance and IU will definitely catapult uh, IU's uh, numbers um, because he's, uh, you know, he's he's been solid so far. He hasn't been great. But I think he's been a pretty good receiver, and I think his production will increase – was number five under center. So I think, yeah, he can definitely be a, a pretty good number two wide receiver for this offense.
2: Appreciate it, Jay.
3: Absolutely.
0: It was tough, man. It, it's tough to uh, right to be able to, to stay sane for me, you know, as a Cowboys fan uh, talking with, uh, you know, somebody that loves the 49ers. <laughs> uh, for wh- for whatever reason, last year just rekindled that that whole nostal- that whole nostalgia of uh, being rivals, right? At one right. point, and, and and I mean, man, we go back and we look at the at, at those '90s. What we had was we had good, great coaches, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, you know, Cowboys had Jimmy Johnson uh, still in the fold in in the first couple of meetings. You guys had George Seifert, right?
3: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: So if you look at when you look at it, that 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 like I was saying, it it came back. But let me ask you about your 49ers, man. Do you think, you know, they don't really talk about this in mainstream media. This is more where we kind of, you know, we talk about this ourselves, right? Like, do you do you have you bought in that maybe Cal Shanahan cannot win the big one? Because there is. There was that chatter that 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 people said like, "Oof, this doesn't look good, man." I mean, look, look, he lost one in Atlanta when they had the lead. What was it, thirty something to? It's a crazy score, right? Yeah. So, do you feel that that the faithful have the right coach to lead
3: them to a Super Bowl? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and just a quick side note on that rivalry. I mean, the Niners and Cowboys they hadn't played in the playoffs since I think ninety. 95 season so it had been what 20 plus years since the Niners and Cowboys have played and, and there's no doubt there was extra juice on that game that's for there sure especially it. with Michael Parsons I'll never forget this when he said uh where I'm from we bully the bullies I yeah. was like okay okay yeah. we'll see yeah. we'll see what all that's about but yeah there's no doubt Niners and Cowboys rivalry, rivalry renewed uh, that was a hell of a game but yeah there's no doubt um there are the naysayers um you know with the Atlanta Falcons. He wasn't the head coach, so, I mean, how much blame can you give him? Yes, he was calling the offensive plays, but you could call the best play, but the players, at the end of the day, they have to execute that play. Um, You know, in in, versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, hey, if our defense could have played better, if Jimmy could have made that throw to Emmanuel Sanders, Uh, uh, you know, it's like one play. If Jaquiski Tart would have caught that interception against the Rams this past week, so it's like, you know, but – There's no doubt Kyle Shanahan. He's one of the best play designers in the NFL. I think he gets the most out of the talent that we have at our disposal. Um, And, you know, the York ownerships of the 49ers, they rewarded uh, Shanahan and Lynch, I believe it was two seasons ago with contract extension. So Shanahan's not going anywhere. uh, And I think we have the right quarterback under center who can, you know, win the big game. And, And that's what it's come down to. You know, I know a lot of people talk, about jimmy g and he's not obviously he's not an elite quarterback he's not trash either though i think he's at his best he's above average but uh, i think jimmy g has taken this team as far as he can go um and that's why we ended up trading for uh trading up to get trey lance but yeah i i can't speak for all the faithful but i am still confident in kyle shanahan i think he can get the job done um because we've had when jimmy g was healthy hey we had success in the playoffs and then when he wasn't, you know, the, the season was basically lost. So um, you know, I, I believe in Kyle Shanahan and I think he's got what it takes to take us to that next level and, and win the big game.
0: I have like a, a series of questions, right? But the way I guess I'll sum it up would be what is in that 49ers coaching staff, man? Like what what's what's in there, man? I mean, we, we're we're seeing we're seeing, you know, defensive coordinators uh become defensive coordinators uh what was uh, what was, what was I think he was a running, yeah, back, like a a running back coordinator, like a running back coach yeah. or something like yeah. that, like that. So, like you see what I'm talking about, right? And yeah. then Robert Sala, now the head coach. So that's the first question, uh, because I want to know your thoughts how you can see the Jets. But but before we get to the Jets, uh, tell me what 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 are your thoughts on the Mark on
3: the Miko Ryans as the defensive coordinator for the 49ers? Because wow, I think he's, he's done a hell of a job so far. You know, he had big shoes to fill uh, with replacing Robert Sala, who yes. had a, a pretty good stint as a defensive coordinator. Uh, and now he's the head coach with the New York jets. So. I like uh, Shanahan's coaching tree. I like how he you know, brings former players in. He gives them the opportunity to coach. And speaking of 49ers coaches, we got 14 new coaches this offseason. Uh, and I don't remember the last time there were that many coaches who had left. Obviously, you got Mike McDaniel. Of course, he's going to take a head coaching job uh, with the Miami Dolphins, of course. But then he took along Wes Welker, who's our wide receiver coach. He took along, uh, I believe his last name's Embry. He was our tight end coach. Uh, but, you know, Successful franchises, other franchises see that, and they want to pluck from that coaching tree. And it's smart. I think it's a great problem to have. If we have another great defensive season, like I think we will, I think um, D'Amico Ryans will be gone. He'll have a head coaching opportunity, and then we'll have to bring up someone else. So, like I said, it's a great problem to have. But it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how this coaching tree performs because uh, one huge coaching addition – uh, well, one of one of a few was um, um, special teams coordinator Brian Schotteneier. Um, we had one of the worst special teams uh, last year. Obviously, it came up big against the Packers, but throughout this season, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So he comes over from Seattle, and Seattle has had pretty good special teams. Seattle actually uh, had a fake punt touchdown against us um, in the regular season. So uh, he was a huge addition and also getting – I don't know why his name is escaping me right now. Um, but he's the running back coach. He he was head coach of the um of the chargers, he was with the Bills. Anthony Lynn, that's who it is. Anthony mm. Lynn. When he comes over, and if you look at Anthony Lynn's track record, his running backs have always performed well. Um, and I think he'll he'll just add his expertise. He's another coach under Shanahan who's been a head coach, he's been in you know certain scenarios. So um I think uh this this coaching staff has been bolstered, you could argue. Uh, this offseason, so um, I, I think that this coaching staff will take on the challenge and we'll be ready to go.
0: It makes sense. I mean, we got what year two now with Robert Sala and and uh, Matt Mike LaFleur, right? The brother of Matt LaFleur, um, who was also uh, part of the Fortnite's head, right. co- head coaching staff. So, uh, let, let's get out of your team for just that one moment. I mean, sure. if you look at what what they did, I mean they they kind of they're kind of like the talk of the town with with the hotshot quarterback and man the 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 good you know the the Jets I think had uh, uh one of them uh one of them draft classes that is like wow very impressive right that they they've, they added key pieces to what they they've been solidly building up as as a future team. And you know, Kendall obviously his. You can see behind him. I mean, Patriots. Yeah, they're gonna have to go against Patriots twice a year. What do you think, man? I mean, what 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 kind of forecast do you see the Jets? Is this gonna work out, or what do you what are your honest thoughts?
3: Uh, are they a playoff team? Probably not. Um, I mean, I don't know really what to think of Zach Wilson. He didn't really impress me last year, but he's a rookie cor- quarterback. Um, they've definitely added some talent to that roster, uh, but. I think Robert Sala has an uphill battle for sure. And then you got to look at the division. I mean, the Patriots have owned that division for a while, um, going back to TB12, and then the Dolphins. I don't really believe in Tua either, but, you know, they added Tyreek Hill in the offseason. And I think the Dolphins played pretty well, like, the back half of last year. I think they were on a a pretty solid winning streak. So it's going to be an uphill battle for the the Jets, that's for sure. Uh, Maybe they win six or seven games at most, but I don't see a playoff, um, you know, run for them.
0: Yeah. i don't i don't see them with the uh, playoff run but yeah. i mean it's just always interesting right to see uh what what others think of other teams like this that are in that rebuilding stage and you've seen their coaching stuff i have them uh four to seven more on the four win win game season yeah. but uh we, we shall see man yeah. good luck to you and 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 the rest of the faithful uh to the to the 49ers thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure, man. Talking football with you.
2: Real quick, Jay, did you was you was you one of the four nine fans that wanted Mac Jones last year?
3: No, hell no, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hell no, no. Because I think he's Jimmy G two 0. and okay. I don't think you, I don't think you trade up that many picks to get another, you know, uh, stationary quarterback. Uh, I think you you bet the farm, you bet big on the guy who's mobile. Because we've seen Kyle Shanahan have success with a quarterback like RG three. His rookie year, I think he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't know mm-hmm. if Trey Lance will do that, but, I mean, he's shown – he's had a track record of, of having success with mobile quarterbacks uh, and obviously who have strong arms. So, uh, yeah, and it's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me on tonight um, on East West Football. I'm looking forward to us linking up again in the future, man. Yeah. Hey,
1: hey, Jay, before we let you go, I just want to get your predictions on the 2022 season for the
3: Niners. Absolutely. So, I have the Niners, I would say, 11 or 12 wins um and i think a a long playoff run and i think we will i think it'll be another rams niners possibly nfc championship game um but yeah i see 11 or 12 wins run and rely heavily on the running game i can't wait to see what this defense does you know i think one of our weakest points of the defense last year was our secondary our corners i mean you guys heard the name josh norman right i mean he he ain't too good you know and we picked him up uh you know off the street basically uh, because we had so many injuries in that secondary. But we added Traverius Ward, a, a corner from the Kansas City Chiefs, who's played huge games with the Chiefs. We know the Chiefs have been successful with, with Pat Mahomes. So I think that was our number one weakness uh, was the secondary. We we added a talent to that area. One, one thing I would say, though, that I am concerned about is the offensive line. You know, Alex Mack retired our center. Uh, mm-hmm. Lincoln Thomason, uh, Pro Bowl-worthy guard last year. He went to the Jets um so we'll see what the interior of of our offensive line does um uh but you know if we can solidify that and that'll happen in training camp because you really don't know what you have until the pads come on but uh you know that's my only concern is interior offensive line everything else i think you know we're good to go so yeah i I would say 11 or 12 wins for sure
1: all right jay just want to say thank you for joining us on the show real quick where can our uh, listeners
3: and viewers follow you on social media Hey, appreciate it again. Appreciate it again. I can't wait to come back uh, on the East West Football Network, man. And you can find me on YouTube, IG, and Twitter under Jay in the Bay. Um, And I just talk about, you know, the latest 49ers news. I have um, uh, post-game live streams, pre-game live streams. So, uh, yeah, if you're a 49er fan, you enjoy talking about the faithful, hey, come to my channel, subscribe, hit that bell, and uh, enjoy, man.
1: All right, Jay, appreciate you coming on the show, and we look forward to catching up with you during the season. So tonight we're going to re- uh, review the NFC North offseason moves. So we're going to start off with the Chicago Bears. We'll start off with key additions. Uh, wide receiver Byron Pringle. Wide receiver Akumia St. Brown. Uh, offensive guard Lucas Patrick. Defensive end Alquan Mohamed. And defensive tackle Justin Jones from the Chargers. Key losses, uh, of course, Allen Ram- uh, Robinson went to the Rams. <coughs> Grant went to the Browns. James Daniels went to the Steelers. Uh, Long Nichols went to the Raiders, and then, of course, Khalil Mack went to the Los Angeles Chargers. What do you guys think of the Browns – or, I'm sorry, the Bears' offseason moves? Trey's Ooh. saying
0: those <laughs> names fast. Four, three times.
1: I couldn't <laughs> even say them right slow, so. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, honestly, it looks like for from what we've seen, Matt Eberflus really took over, and, and, and uh, it looked like they really focused in on – building this team through the draft. uh, I think that, you know, they're they're trying to do what most teams are doing and that's take advantage of that rookie, that rookie uh, salary cap is, you know, because with that, you can truly build a team and, uh, you know, and they're really banking on, on like, you know, players that didn't quite play as much last season. Also like Tavon Jenkins, right. Which was a, a highly cited out uh, over offensive tackle. So, uh, and then of course, like what they did in the draft, they completely revamped that defense. I mean, they sure they showed up the defensive back. They got what, uh, uh, Brisker, the safety out of Penn State. Yeah, man, that guy's a freak, man. That guy could jump out of, I mean, he can literally jump out of the building if he wanted to. And uh, they picked up a corner too. What was his name? Anyways, uh, getting back on it, Matt Everfluce was was the, the, the Colts, uh, defensive coordinator overall. I think the, the with the pieces they added so far, I think that they, the the Bears should be optimistic about it.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there, Jerry. I, I want to see the year two leap from um from, for the quarterback or whatnot, Justin Fields. I want to see I think it's time. Um it, they're gonna clear they're clearly trying to build around them. I don't think they have enough pieces on the offense. I know they lost um Allen Robinson to the Rams or whatnot. It's a yeah. free agent. Um the tight end there I think they need a little more there they got Cole Kamet or whatnot, but I think they need to put a little more weapons around um, Justin Fields. He's in a tough division. Minnesota's going to be pretty good. We're going to talk about them in a second. Green Bay, they got a couple losses. Detroit don't sleep on the Detroit lines. So I do think they need to put a little more around Justin Fields so we can see we can do this year two lead. But overall, I think their draft was more so in the long term, more for, more so for the future.
1: Uh, what, what do you guys think we're going to expect from Justin Fields this uh, upcoming season?
2: I think we should we should still we should um, expect a steady up climb uphill climb for him. I think he should, I think he'd be all right. I just wish they would build around a little more and put some more weapons around him.
0: I mean, just to kind of piggyback, I guess off of Kendall. I think if anything, I think that the reason why they're trying to keep away as many like wide receiver weapons from him is because they want to avoid him, you know, going to just uh, you know passing passing every down. Or, or, you know, in this case, it looks like they want to establish a run and get that running game going, you know, get the ball out of his hands as much as possible so he can allow to to probably be groomed. I think Matt Eberflus is a very uh, a smart football guy. We'll see how smart he is this season, how he handles Justin Fields and, you know, how, how he's able to bring him into his year two. But, uh, I mean, Justin Fields is a competitor. I think that he's probably one of the best competitors for the foreseeable future. I think he he has a long career ahead of him. And I think that year two is only going to make it even more fun for uh, all bears, right? All bears are going to hear all year down, all year round is bear down, bear down every time they win. So, yeah. But they might be
1: talking about Justin Fields being on the ground when they say bear down. So.
0: (laughs) I don't know about that, but I'm pretty sure they're going to win a little bit more than what they did, what they've done recently. And you hear a lot more bear down.
1: Yeah, and hopefully they, they have their head coaching position solidified with that hire. So.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, moving along to the Detroit Lions. This team will actually be on hard knocks this season coming up. Uh, key additions, uh, wide receiver DJ Chark, uh, quarterback Mike Hughes, uh, key re-signings, uh, wide receiver Josh Reynolds, outside linebacker Charles Harris, safety Tracy Walker, and key losses, uh, outside linebacker Trey Flowers, and linebacker Jalen Reeves. What do you guys think about
2: the uh off-season moves for the Lions? And we didn't even mention what they did in the draft with Aiden Hutchinson and Jameson Williams. I think Detroit is going to be a sneaky team this year, not a playoff contender, not a playoff team. But I can see them around about six, seven wins. I think um they're going to be all right. The schedule doesn't look too bad when I look at it on paper whatnot. But as we know, these schedules can be kind of tricky. Every Everybody gets got week one the first few weeks of the season. It takes about a month to see where everybody's at. But I think Detroit's going to be all right this year. Um, Jared, Second year, Jared Goff, they got some weapons around them. They're faster. They got DJ Chark, Jameson Williams, and that I mean, They got some guys there. What's the receiver they, um, from last year at a USC? Um, the wide receiver. They got him. to Brown. Yeah, they got they got some they got some speed there. DJ Swift coming back in his second year. Um, I can't wait to see how the chart is this year.
0: Honestly, this is the team to beat in the future. I mean, they're going to run the north, man. I mean, how long does Aaron Rodgers have? I mean, I think I can only foresee Aaron Rodgers maybe. To the end of this year, I think maybe this season, probably maybe two more seasons. But the Lions have truly allowed Brad Holmes, right yeah. their 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 general their their general manager to truly build this team up. And and you and did you Williams? Yeah, I mean, wow. Yes, Jason Jamison Jamison. Let me tell you this. That guy's a yak a yak monster, and he has this insane speed. So when he comes back healthy, they're 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 really going to be set at that at that you know at at that wide receiver uh wide receiver position, and then of course you know they still have like you, you you said right the running back DeAndre Swift. Um, I think they also brought in another running back. uh but Jamal you know,
2: Williams from last year. Yeah, Yeah, And and
0: then they also they also have a pretty, pretty solid tight end TJ Hawkinson Uh, and Jerry Goff. I mean, Jerry Goff looks he looked he looked a little bit better than what he did in previous in his previous couple of years. So, I mean, I like the fact that the Lions did not have to feel like they had to reach for a quarterback. Instead, they continue to build that defense. And that's going to be a scary championship defense. Because I'll tell you this, uh, uh, to build a successful, from the books that I've read on on all this, on how to build a successful defense, you need five rotational defensive linemen that are all all-stars. And that's exactly what the Detroit Lions have. Uh, Levi Onzariki from last year, Aliyah McNeil. Then you added, of course, Aiden Hutchinson. And then um, I'll go start it. It was a sec. uh, I believe he was a second or maybe third. What was what was his name this this last uh, this last season? Um, But yes, I think that the Lions have the the, that opportunity because of this team building. Uh, There it is. There it is. I I think that's that's probably Walt actually correcting me right now. I I, Uh, I think
1: it might be Ashanti, but oh okay, one of the guys.
0: Yeah, but I'll tell you this. Detroit Lions, they have constructed this team the right way because if you look at what the Packers are doing, the the pa- and we'll get with the packs in, in, in a little bit, but look at what the Detroit Lions have done. They have slowly put together a defense that is going to be a defense to reckon with. And I'll tell you this, I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to face this defense once they already get two, three years together as a cohesive unit.
1: Yeah, I mean, at that point, he might be out of the league in three, or four years, because you never know with this guy, right? I mean, yeah, he, he's pondering retirement this last off season. I mean, Absolutely. look, a lot of the success, if Detroit is successful this season coming up, a lot of it's going to be it's going to be because Jared Goff. So he's got weapons around him now. Um, I I feel for him to be successful, and it's time for him to to play like it, right? Because I'm mean, look, if he has
2: it down here this year, I don't see him being back in Detroit next year. I think and they're one then, of the fastest teams in the league at, at the wide receiver uh, at one offense anyway. I don't think T.J. Hawkinson gets the credit he deserves because he's in Detroit. He's a, he's a pretty good tight end, but Detroit, they ha- they have some speed.
0: Josh Pascal, that's his name. Man, watch out Zach with him. He, yeah, Josh Pascal, that's the guy I was, th- I was trying to think of. Uh, that defensive lineman, he could play all over the, the line. So, uh, And then, like you were saying, uh, I mean, Jared Goff has a lot to prove, but Hey, if not, Detroit Lions still have two first-round picks here, and they can find their quarterback. And next year, you have C.J. Stroud, and you have Bryce Young. You still got uh, 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 I mean, there's a ton of names out there. Will Levis. I mean, um, my one of my one of my one of my one of the the most sought-out uh, high school quarterbacks that that you know I liked. He played for Oklahoma last year. Now he's with South Carolina. Um, Spencer Rattler. I mean, you got. They're gonna have options. So if they feel that, you know, hey, we gave you enough time and you this is not this is not the team for you, golf. I'm sorry, thank you. But, hey, it, it just helped them buy time to build this team up the right way.
1: All right, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. So key additions, Jerron Reed from the Kansas City Chiefs, defensive tackle, uh, key re-signings, wide receiver Alan Lazard, tight end Robert Tunyon, uh, linebacker Devondre Campbell, and quarterback Russell Douglas, key losses, and this is where I think they really got affected, right? Uh, wide receiver Devontae Adams. He went to the Raiders. Uh, Marquise Valdez-Scantling. <laughs> he went to the Kansas City Chiefs. Offensive tackle Billy Turner. Offensive guard Lucas Patrick. And outside linebacker Adarius Smith.
2: Oh, I think Green Bay. I mean, they're – I think they're backs against the wall this year. I mean, the, the, the division is getting better. The division is getting a whole lot better. Um, I think Devontae Adams, the loss, is gonna really hurt him. I think he's gonna do wonders in, in Las Vegas with Derek Carr, cause his teammates. But I think that that um loss is gonna it's because it's gonna hurt them. They don't have a number one wide receiver. Who I mean you can make the argument do they have a number two? They did bring in Sammy Watkins, but he's always in the doctor's office to quote no, know that sport <laughs> to quote the great know that he's always in the doctor's office. And then they got um Adam Lazard. I like him, but he's not a number one or two. They lost um Scantlin to the Chiefs, also. So I mean, I think I mean they did um, draft Christian Watson. I did, I do like him. I think he could be pretty good, but it's right away. I think it's, it's going to be too much to ask for him. It just be, be too much to ask for him to step in. And, and there's some big shoes to fill. And Devontae has some real big shoes to fill. Uh, I know Robert Tunyon's coming back from an injury, so I think they'd be all right there. And they still got um the running backs Aaron Jones and um um AJ Dillon. They, they still got him. Offensive line still solid. Defense is young in there, and and Jr. Jair Alexander signed a big contract, so they'd be all right there. But I do think um, on the wide receiver, they it's gonna be it's gonna be easier to play them this year.
0: I mean, okay, I, I I'm gonna have to kind of, yeah. I mean, we may re, you we may see the the Packers regress, but I'll tell you this: that defense is loaded up, man. Yeah, talk about uh, every year they have literally patched together a defense that is. I mean, we're always asking ourselves, why don't they get him a wide receiver? Why, why don't I mean, look at this year's draft, Quay Walker in the first round, which is was a linebacker out of Georgia. Hey, Quay Walker can you can do it all for your for any defense? And then Devontae Wyatt, you know that type of defensive tackle that 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 can help you collapse a pocket can go along with all the defensive pieces they've added these last couple of years. You know, um, I think that right now. I think if anything, it would take maybe the Packers at least one season after Aaron Aaron Rodgers to get it back on back on back, get the ship turned around after Aaron Rodgers is gone. Because I will tell you this. I mean, they did they, they get Jordan Love and all eyes are gonna be on the Packers offseason, man. People want to see if Jordan Love how does how can he how does he fare in these preseason games? And you know who it's gonna it's gonna benefit the most? Jordan Love, man. And I'll tell you this, if Jordan Love looks as good as what he did when Aaron Rodgers did the the holdout, I don't know, or the FMS, you know, where he threw a 70 yard bomb for a TD to one of his uh to uh, one of his wide receivers. And I think there's rumor saying that uh Jordan Love said something along the lines of Rodgers Who, right?
1: Yeah, with the F word in it, yeah. With the F word in it,
0: yeah. So uh yeah, man. I mean, he was like he was like Joey Chestnut, you know, breaking the hot dog record, you know, yesterday, you know. So uh, obviously different, sub, different subject. But, you know, it, it's kind of cool to cross culture in there. But yeah, man, I think if anything, Packers are still going to be in it. Um, even if Rogers leaves, I think they're still set. That defense looks solid. Uh, they, like you said, they have a, gr- a good running game and it looks like finally the offense is coming into his own. He's becoming his own man in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and I think the running game and that defense is going to be huge for Green Bay this upcoming season. I mean, they're still a good team, right? But, I mean, just the offensive power, as far as the wide uh, wide, uh, wide receiver position, uh, position goes, sorry, <laughs> got my words tongued up. Um, it's just it's not there anymore, right? I mean, so Devontae left. I mean, that was obviously Aaron's number one receiver um, for a long time. And, you know, just thinking about the NFC uh, divisional round, game against the 49ers. One of the biggest reasons why they lost is because Aaron kept on looking for Devontae Adams, and after that first drive, I mean, the Niners locked him up, and he didn't trust anybody. Of course, Robert Rutanian got hurt last year, I believe, towards ACL, the game against the Arizona Cardinals. So, Alana is going to be, you know, relying on this uh, defense and also running game.
0: For sure. Oh, and the only reason I brought uh, Joey Chestnut was, I don't know, did you see what he was like eating the hot dogs and (laughs) – a fan came up and man he well he had one already
1: and you know they were giving him the trophy or the belt or whatever it was, and this guy came up there with the Darth Vader mask. And yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm not
1: I'm not sure what the sign said, but he got choked out pretty quick.
0: Well, he dropped him. I mean, he dropped that guy, so I mean it, it, you know that's why I was trying to say Jordan Love had one of the moments where he was trying to drop he was trying to drop a dime on on Aaron Rodgers. So
1: we'll see, man. All right, and the last team in the division, the Minnesota Vikings. So key additions, uh, defensive tackle Harrison Phillips from the Bills, inside linebacker Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals, and outside linebacker Zadarius Smith from the Packers. Key losses, uh, tight end uh, Tyler Conklin to the Jets, center Mason Cole to the Steelers, and safety Xavier Woods to the Panthers.
2: As I said in the previous podcast, if not this year, then win for the Vikings. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Green, Green Bay's on the down. They're going down. Detroit, they're rebuilding. Chicago don't have enough weapons around Justin Fields. So, I think the Vikings are the best team, clearly, in the division, talent-wise anyway. Now, can they put it together? That's the that's a big question. That's the elephant in the room. They got Justin Jefferson, still got Adam Thielen, Davin Cook. I mean, they got the piece there. I think a rebuild defense, they're going to be fine there. I think this is the year. And a new head coach. So I mean, we haven't talked about that. We had coaching now, so we're uh, we're gonna see what Minnesota does this year. But I think this is their year, and I think they can take it over for the next few seasons.
0: I mean the win- the window's open for for the I mean for the Vikings this year. I mean, the only thing that kind of like is 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 one of those things is they got of course the the new coaching staff, right? So yeah, you know sometimes that that kind of change of pace does help out. Um, and the window's open like you said the window's wide open for the for the uh i'm sorry for the vikings uh who arguably probably have one of the best uh younger wide receivers in the game right and justin jefferson yeah um uh, so we'll see man overall <clears throat> overall i can't it, it's kind of hard right because you also got a new gm so it's kind of it's it's kind of hard to say oh you know it did a great job, and this is going to put them over the edge. So, not ready to give them that stamp of approval, but I will say this: they, they, they have that window open to them where they can actually, you know, make that push and uh, and finally start making some noise in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, Kendall. Yeah, they do have a new head coach. His name's uh, Kevin O'Connell. who's coming from the Rams. Obviously, Mike Zimmer was there for a very long time in Minnesota. Long time. So I think this is going to kind of rejuvenize that team and uh, possibly that offense as well. Not that it wasn't good last year, right, but they did have their moments. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Kendall, you're totally right. If not now, then when? Uh, I mean, we had a huge shakeup in Green Bay as far as Devontae leaving and, you know, some key pieces, you know, being there. Look, Minnesota was good last year. They were in a lot of close games, but they just were not able to close out those games.
0: They lost to Cooper Rush also. They did on Halloween.
2: uh, yeah so i mean how, the, they, how they many can't more have... years how many more years sorry Jerry, how many more years y'all see Kirk cousins in minnesota well didn't he just restructure his contract he did but we've seen people restructure in the past and they still get, get that's cousins. a lot of cash man i don't know well, yeah. well I,
0: I mean they also have a a, a back of they have a quarterback in that i don't know how this how this regime this coaching regime or gm feel about but i'll tell you this chris Sims. Absolutely loves this quarterback. And it was a quarterback they drafted last year in the second round, I believe. Was it last year? I think it was two years ago, wasn't it? No, it was last year. Not this season. No, it wasn't this offseason. It was last season. So, you know, obviously when I said, hey, a lot, of Packer, a lot of Packer fans, a lot of Viking fans are going to be paying attention to the preseason as well. Uh, because I'll tell you this. If this, car, if this kid starts to look sharp, sharp, you're going to start hearing his name being called I'm talking about. Uh, I believe he used out of uh, what Texas A&M,
1: right? Texas A&M.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, Chris Sam's I think that was like. I think that was his number one quarterback. I think he had, he had made some noise for that too. So, so we'll see. Uh, and 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 yeah, I think yeah, that,
1: this is the quarterback you're referring to, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, man. But this is finally. The, I think this is the last season that. Uh, all Vikings, including fans. And I think the front office will, will finally say, you know what, Kurt, thank you for your service. And they'll probably start looking. If they're not sold on, on Kellen Mon, then they're going to have to uh, look into maybe the future as far as, you know, maybe one of these uh, prospect quarterbacks coming out this year.
1: Yeah. And Coach Jackson said he loved Kellen Mon. He loved everything he, you know, he had as far as you know, playing the quarterback position as well.
0: You're saying coach Hugh Jackson, right? Yes. Yeah. We All right.
1: See. Let's rank these teams. So, um, I'll ask you guys who's going to win this division next year or this upcoming
2: season. I'm going with the Vikings to win it. Wow. I think green, I think green Bay come in second Detroit third and Chicago fourth.
0: It's, uh, it's definitely a tough one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and stay with the Packers. I think that a, a- Rod, so I mean a Rod is still a Rod, and he's gonna make the passes that he needs to make to get that first down, or to make that, or to get that you know make that first down and get it, get the field goal. Uh, and then of course Vikings close uh, close second, and of course I think the uh, the Lions, and of course right now still the Bears, the way it looks right now, uh, just because. Bears and Vikings still have new, new, you know, new coaching staffs mm-hmm. and and whatnot, and so it, that's kind of what it is. So the Lions.
1: All right, so I think Chicago's going to end up being last. Okay, and then I'll go with the Lions. I'll go with the Packers, and I, I like the Minnesota Vikings to the win the division this upcoming season.
0: And Vikings, also.
1: Yeah, I like okay. the
0: Vikings. All right, sounds good. <laughs> of
1: course, uh, anything could happen, but I just I, I have a feeling that the Minnesota Vikings are going to shock a lot of people. And Fidel recently.
2: has been on the Vikings for the past year or so. so they, I mean, they,
1: I mean I, at some point, i got to be right, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> and that's going to go ahead and do it for this edition of the East West Football Podcast. Make sure you guys go to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review. And, of course, for all your latest football headlines, make sure you visit eastwestfootball.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night.
2: Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electricast.